0: Talk Live. Come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now let's get on with today's show. Well, good morning and happy Thursday to everyone, or afternoon, or evening. Hey, guys, welcome to Cloud Talk Live. I'm so glad that you are here with us today. You know who I am. I'm Jeff Deverter. I'm the Chief Technology Evangelist here at Rackspace Technology, and that means I get to work inside of the office of the CTO. I get to tell the world about what we do here, about transformation, and more importantly, I just get to come and hang out and talk with you guys and get paid for it. And, oh, boy, wait till we get to talk to uh, my guest here today. You're really in for a treat. In this last of our Women in Tech series uh, for the month of March. Now, of course, Tuesday... First Tuesday of the month, of course, that means Women in Tech Tuesday. And, uh, and so we'll be back with another uh, really fascinating interview there. Natalie Silva's here. Oh, you came to talk to Kat, didn't you? And i uh, got Louisville here again. Uh, folks, if you want to get a hold of us, of course, you can find us on LinkedIn. You can find us in the Twitters, any of those places. Or just simply send an email over to us here at solve at okay All right. We've got uh, Julia Lopez. Julia's here. Julia's here. And uh, we got uh, India, we got Hem from India. Everyone continue to be like uh, Julia and Hem and Natalie. Introduce yourselves uh, uh, down in the comments below. We'd love to know who you are and where you are in the world. Guys, we've got some really interesting stuff coming up to tell you about in the news after the interview. There's been some really interesting cloud advances. We're going to get into those uh, as we progress as well. Uh, but next up on the agenda, guys, I want to remind you that you can always find all of the information about our guests and about the news and about the updates uh, on this website over at rackspace.com slash solve, which, of course, is our thought leadership pro, uh, platform and program. And slash 110. This is episode 110 of Cloud Talk Live. 110 of these. Can you even believe it? That's a lot of content. Guys, I would encourage you to subscribe to the to the podcast because you can get the audio from all of these events plus audio of just the podcast itself. This week, Srinni Kaushik, the Iraq Space's new EVP and uh, CTO, my boss. So go listen to his and comment and say nice things. Maybe I'll get a raise. Who knows? All right. We've got uh, Michael from Houston again. That's just great. Michael, you're becoming a bit of a regular. Glad that you are here. We have uh, Sanjan from India. We always have a great group from India. Pennsylvania showing up again. James is here. Thank you, James, for coming back in. Uh, And Pooja from Media. Oh, UAE is here. I think it was made one of the first times we've had somebody from there. Hey, you know, guys, uh, it is still Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Agency is still recognizing the fact that this is heightened security times. Encourage you to have your shields up. If you don't know what that is, go over to Cisa.org slash shields hyphen up and you can learn all that you need to do to be prepared. Uh and uh hey, I love it when people in the in the chat just start talking to one another. Well, I mentioned we have a great guest here today, and this does sum up our Women in Tech Month. You can find uh, re- uh, replays of all of the great women that we've had here on the program over at rackspace.com slash solve slash women hyphen tech slash hyphen 2022. But today, it's all about having Kat Design on, and Kat and I got to work together for a number of years while she was here at Rackspace, and Kat has gone on to do some amazing things uh, in the tech industry and uh, at large. So with that, Kat, come on up on stage. I think Daniel can make that happen. Kat, welcome to Cloud Talk Live. Thank you, Jeff. It's great to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. Look at that. We've got people from Houston. We've got people from uh, United Arab Emirates. Where they're from India. They've all come to hear you. Uh, they want to know more about you. So, so welcome. I'm so glad you're here. You and I got to spend some time together working on the same teams inside of Rackspace. How long were you here at Rackspace?
1: So I was at Rackspace for 11 years, uh, okay. started in 2005 and uh, entered into the Linux side of the house working okay. in managed hosting.
0: Ooh, old school, back when, uh, when managed hosting was, was where it was at which that's was, cool. uh, you know, still a thing, but there's a lot more tech that's that's available these days. Uh, hey, Natalie loves you. You see that in the chat there. Remember Natalie Silva?
1: Love you too, Natalie. Uh,
0: so, so you start on the Linux side. Tell me a little bit about the progression inside of Rackspace.
1: Sure, so uh, after a year of um, working through Linux support, I moved into compliance mm. and learned a lot about um, security structure, posture, uh, posturing and just getting to know each and every component of Rackspace through the compliance lens, okay. And then shortly after that, um, was uh, part of the incident management team for almost five years, working um, through our global, um, you know, footprint of just ensuring that anytime there was impact or anything that took us off track, um, helped the company um, kind of you know repair and, and move forward. Right and then uh, decided to get into cloud product because at that point in time, that's where everything was going was towards the cloud. That's right. uh, so I started cloud in, in 2000, around 2010. And then um, after having all of those pieces, I uh, moved into uh, the mergers and acquisitions uh, team for, for Rackspace and helping acquire amazing startups to help enhance Rackspace's portfolio.
0: And wasn't that educational for the current role that you're in today?
1: Absolutely. It just, it got me ready for the, the next level um, after departing Rackspace. I, I took that knowledge of the tech, the uh, infrastructure, the business modeling, um, meeting and working with founders. And mm-hmm. instead of acquiring them, I now uh, invest and help grow and scale uh, high potential startups to reach yeah. their next level and milestone.
0: That's exciting. And it also sounds somewhat intimidating when you think about tech, when you think about jobs. We were chatting before we went live in the, uh, the figurative green room, if you will. And, uh, and you were mentioning, it sounds like you're more in the relationship business than you are in the tech business.
1: Absolutely. When we first uh, take a look at a potential um, investment for us, we get so close to the team, the founding team, the technology, the space they're going after and, and really becoming uh, a partner to them and, and figuring out if it's going to be a, a, a longstanding relationship. And then on the investment side, uh, we work with our our investors, establishing relationships, um, making an alignment of what we're looking for uh, investment into and and if they want to be a part of that. And and, uh, so investor relations is very um, important as as someone who's in venture and trying to balance the startup uh, community that we're in, as well as the investing community that we manage.
0: That's pretty incredible. Now, you know, you, you mentioned you, you joined Rackspace in 2005. You've been working in and around tech ever since then. Uh, was it intimidating joining, or what was the job before tech? Actually, I should ask that question. What did you do before tech?
1: So I started running uh, companies when I was uh, only 20. Um, wow. I just uh, moved up to San Antonio, went to the University of Texas, San Antonio, and, and had to find a job to put myself through college and got really good at running a business. And before I knew it, I was running three businesses at the same time and and just wanting and going to school and going to school. But learning so much, working with people, hiring, staffing, learning sales and marketing, getting very good at understanding how how businesses run and, and, and operate. And before I knew it, it was 2005. I was looking for my next, you know, business. Uh, Stay, uh, step in my career, yeah. and technology was just getting so advanced and so exciting, and and everybody was was into it and talking about it. So I felt, gosh, you know what? I, I think I've got the stamina to try something new take what I've learned and, yeah. and add a technology layer to it.
0: Very interesting. Was it intimidating at all moving into tech? I mean, tech is a very different thing. It can be, hey, it's a bit of a black box when you think about what's happening behind the scenes, and it can tend to be a very male-dominated in, environment. So would any of that stuff intimidate you or was it just a great challenge?
1: I think it was just a great challenge. I, I was very honest going into uh, the Rackspace fir- uh, saying, right. I know nothing of tech, but I'm a Good learner, and I'll, I'll make sure I get up to speed. And you know, before I before you know it, you know, uh, month two, month three, you start getting that education. You start hearing same similar uh, stories. You start understanding conceptually what's going on, and then you start getting into the details. Yeah. Um, so it's just something more to learn. And if you're determined enough and a student of you know life to keep going, right. the advancements are actually very challenging but very exciting. And I think yeah. that's what fed my my will and my determination to continue to evolve with the technology.
0: Well, and one thing I've learned about you is the best way to get uh, and somebody like yourself motivated is to tell you, you can't do it. And it's like, <laughs> I'll show you.
1: <laughs> I, and th- that was the amazing part of my experience with Brackspace was there was so much runway to learn, uh, to develop, and to continue to push the the envelope for yourself of what could i do next what more could i do what more can i take on yeah. and you know that just matched my personality to a t
0: that's fantastic. And you know, I've worked at a lot of different companies through my career and one of the things that I do appreciate about Rackspace is, you know, when you think meritocracy and that's a big word, but if we break it down, it's effectively if you can deliver and you are a, a nice person and good person to work with and you you you've got a good head on your shoulders, you can really do about anything you want to do around here.
1: Absolutely. And I think a lot of folks misunderstand just because it's a technology company, there's so many Factors that go into being an amazing company um, right. beyond the tech. The tech has to be fantastic, but there's yeah. so many other things that you get a vantage point into, whether it be sales or marketing or just the community or the space and industry. So there's so much that folks can kind of contribute to um, alongside the tech and, and complement the whole the whole
0: business. It's a really good point. You know, on Tuesday this past Tuesday we had Rackspace's chief marketing officer Casey Schilling on. And, uh, and, and, uh, was it the last, I think the last stop before she came here was CMO over at, um, uh, Zoe's kitchen. And, uh, and as you're saying that about all the other things you have to do, finally having the epiphany of the fact that working in tech doesn't mean you have to be a coder. I mean, if you work at Zoe's kitchen, not everybody has to be a chef. There's a whole lot of other stuff that has to happen along the way.
1: Yeah. And that's usually my advice. If somebody's in between what to do next for a career, I always encourage them to take a look at the tech industry there's yeah. never a shortage of opportunities that can tech will come you know it's something that's learned it's always changing so you can you can catch in midstream yeah. and, and and learn uh but I, I i it's something to always have in mind to get into
0: boy and talk about a future proof market i mean it's in every industry it is the underpinning of everything and uh, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon
1: not anytime soon.
0: Not anytime soon. So, but you eventually left. And uh, what year was it that you left Rackspace?
1: I left in 2017. Okay. So coming out of Rackspace, tried to figure out what to do next. And, you know, I I have a friend and also former Racker that was Mm -hmm. contemplating the same thing, what to do next. So had that, you know, proverbial coffee together to try to figure out what we should do. Coffee can be dangerous. You know, but you know we talked through our favorite highlights of, of Rackspace and our time working yeah. together and we realized it was really working with founders assessing technology figuring out what it would take to help them scale and grow and it yeah. kind of started to come together that um we wanted to start an investment firm and start investing in these startups and get in earlier um earlier stage startups to help guide them through what they're about to embark on with yeah. a tech journey and, and, and building a team and building great products.
0: That's really interesting. But it, but running that isn't the only thing that you do, of course. There's this, there are several boards that you're a part of. Why don't you tell us about a few of those?
1: Sure. So one of the boards that I'm on is uh, for Geekdom, which mm-hmm. is our startup community in San Antonio. It's a, an environment that we encourage startups to not only come Find their idea build it but really just scale and thrive yeah. and they produce a lot of programming workshops um, mentorship just really trying to find those entrepreneurs locally to help them come up with that amazing idea and help them build that out
0: right super interesting uh yeah and one of the another brainchild of, of graham weston in, uh, and really has grown and uh, really driving a lot of interesting tech and out of San Antonio. It's great to watch, you know, the the startup news. It's great to watch the investment news and see, you know, these little seedlings of ideas that now are really pretty impressive businesses at this point. They are. They are. Hey, well, how about some of the others? I mean, you do a lot of mentorships type stuff as well. Uh, I do.
1: A- um, so um, I, I have an eight-year-old daughter and yes. um, she is just an extraordinary human being. I mean, she is, <laughs> she is fearless, she is competitive. And I think having um, a, a daughter and being her primary you know, cheerleader of, of all things, it's had me change my outlook on how I can contribute not only to the tech community, but to That's the community right. in, in total. And there are That's two right. boards that I sit on. One is Girls Inc. Which is yeah. a uh, San Antonio chapter where we focus on providing programming and workshops to areas of the city that may be underrepresented or underserved, um, and getting those girls from ages five to 16 to help them think about their future, what they wanna yeah. do, what are their interests, how do we cultivate that, and how do we help them get to thinking about who they wanna be, you know. As, as leaders in the community and, and beyond. You know, what, what kind right. of school do they want? Do they know what STEAM is? You know, mm-hmm. what affects them? So it really has me um, if, if doing what I can on, on the times and, and availability that I have to help support those girls that, gosh, they could be our next tech leaders. They could be our next city leaders. And um, they're local to San Antonio. So it, it gives me such a great pleasure to be a part of, of that board and right. make an impact in the community.
0: That's really interesting. You know, when you think about what you're able to do, I love how you've taken what you've done with your daughter and built this, this fearless little powerhouse of a human and uh, uh, and now helping to. Uh, like you mentioned in some of these parts of San Antonio that maybe are underrepresented or underserved that the future really is an open door and they can really pretty much a, attack anything that they want to go do.
1: That's right. And because we're, we're finding out that our entrepreneurs are getting younger, they're starting earlier. Yeah. There's another board that I sit on and it's called venture lab and what we are doing, it is entrepreneurship mindset. For, for youth and students that want to go into that new type of, of lens into how they look at the world. And right. what it does is it helps them think through special challenges, be creative, Get vocal, how do they use their voice? How do they um, maximize their situation? You know, how do they work right. through that entrepreneurial, gritty mindset? And it offers programming to, to students and kids that are looking to really unlock that. And we're starting to see those that go on to to the universities and they're already on their seventh idea, their eighth idea. Really? Right? Of industry, what they want to tackle, because they already started at such an early age of how to see through problems and how to think beyond the right. day-to-day mm-hmm. school classwork. So think so beyond homework. Yeah, it, it's just amazing with these kids' ideas without limitation mm. where it takes them. And how do they do
0: that, Ken? Is it, is it through the school or is it something outside of school that they get involved in?
1: It, it's it's outside of school. It's it's actually a curriculum um, that you can go to uh, venturelab.org on on online, and you can download programs. You can download content and workbooks, and um, they have these exercises that really get your child thinking creatively and how they would solve problems and how they would solve. Um, for uh, you know, to improve ways uh, that that's currently going on in the world, and, and it's, it's just amazing what they come up with, and you just see that change of how they rationalize things moving forward.
0: That is that's incredible to to give them that mindset at such an early age and realize to that cr- that that creative thinking, uh, you know, even in a traditional uh, work environment, when problems you know arise, they're going to approach that completely from a different angle. Uh, of the sky's the limit, and you know, if the problem's right here, they're not going to they're not going to come at it straight ahead. They'll come at it from the side. They'll come at it from underneath or on top.
1: That's right, because there's there's no there's no how to for them. They just have to think it and really figure out and and feel their way through it. And it just, it opens so many other ways for them to, to explore.
0: Yeah. Hey, tell me about Beam Angel Network real quick as we're starting to get a little close on time.
1: Absolutely. So the Beam Angel Network, we started that during the pandemic. Um, the Austin chapter opened in 2020. The San Antonio chapter opened in uh, 2020. Uh, sorry, 2021. Okay. And what we do is we are a group of investors that look for women-led startups. Mm -hmm. to invest in, to help mentor, scale, and grow. But it's very specific because we, as we know, a lot of uh, investment dollars go elsewhere. They're not to the women-led startups. So here is a a community that is fully supportive of the woman founder, female founder, to come in, help them be ready for their their startup, get them to a place where they can take funding, and then help them send them off on their way to continue to build and grow. Um, So Beam, uh, love that they're in San Antonio, love that uh, their focus is on women founders. And if you're a woman founder that's looking for funding, please reach out to to, to Beam Angel Network, um, as we are always looking for investment <laughs> opportunities and for those to help mentor.
0: Well, you obviously mustn't ever sleep because you're involved in so much, so many things. Um, what, so we, we just have a minute or two left here with you, Kat. And, um, boy, you know, this has been a hard question for some of the, the ladies to answer, but I think you sort of live this question, but if, if you were to now, you know, we get a lot of ladies who will, who will comment and say, or men, husbands will take these, uh, and dads will take these, these episodes home to show their teenage daughters, their, their grade school daughters to say, hey, look at these ladies who have done this stuff. What's your message to them? What, as this, this video gets carried home uh, to be shown, what do you say to that 12-year-old, 10-year-old, 15-year-old?
1: I would say, have your voice, use it, have an opinion, find your perspective on things and make sure you share them. I think many times people are afraid to share their ideas. They don't know how it'll be received. They maybe aren't sure how to deliver it, but very direct, very pointed on what they're thinking, what they're feeling, but always use your voice on things because I think that instills a confidence if you're used to hearing yourself deliver messaging or delivering um, how you feel. It, it starts to come out a lot easier. And even some adults just don't know how to yeah. get their voice going or how to, when do I say it? How do I say it? Just say it. You just know, say you, it. you can you'll nat- figure
0: out when it works and when it exactly. doesn't.
1: Exactly. You'll, you'll find your rhythm, you'll find your way, your style, but start with just speaking up, saying things, seeing things, and, and communicating what you're feeling. And naturally, that will come to be. Uh, something very easy for you to do, rather than it be painstaking when you finally want to use your voice but just aren't sure how to do it. Start young, start off, and keep it growing um, to make sure that you're you're included in 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 every conversation.
0: Every conversation you want to be a part of. There's no reason you shouldn't be there. That's right. Cat, that is inspiring, uh, and a little bit for me as well. I'm going to say so. Uh, so, thank you so much for being here. It's great to see you again. It's been way too long and uh and you're an inspiration of what you're doing both in from a professional career but also the boards and the and the different areas of interest that you're you're a part of and uh and congratulations on that new little black belt running around your house oh
1: thank you so much she's she's a she's a fearless uh young leader and uh i'm raising her so i again just yay <laughs> my she fills my bucket but thanks so my much my
0: guess me. is she's not too shy to share her opinions either not she?
1: at all not at all i, I love i i know what I'm in for now, but i um, glad to have her um, starting off so young in a leadership role. So,
0: Kat, that's wonderful. Again, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, everyone, I hope you enjoyed uh, meeting Kat. You can find her over on LinkedIn, Kat, uh, Kat Design. She's there and I'm sure would love to hear from you, especially if you are a female invest- or, uh, startup and looking for some guidance and or funding.
1: Yes, please reach out. All
0: right. Thank, thank you me. so much, Kat. Have an amazing day. You too. All right. Well, everyone, how about that? Uh, I hope you found that as inspirational as I did. You know, these episodes that we've been doing with women in tech throughout this month, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, I I really felt like I wanted to do it because the world needed it. Uh, I'm I'm sort of learning I did it because I needed to do it. And there have been some uh, amazing messages that have impacted me, whether it's been this one, Casey on Tuesday, Angela last Thursday. How amazing was that one? If you haven't heard it, you really want to go back and, and listen to that one. Hey, if you want to uh, get the audio from any of these, of course, just uh, go over to Rackspace.com solve slash 110 and uh, or subscribe to the Cloud Talk podcast. You can see the image right there. Why don't you go, everybody, go ahead and do that right now. Uh, that will certainly help my numbers. Uh, and, uh, and I do report those numbers to the CEO and he does care. So uh, that takes us from uh, our interview, which was just... I love that discussion so much. Uh, Kat is an amazing woman. So, hey, let's talk about this week in the cloud and see what is new in the cloud space, everyone. And uh, let's push all the right buttons here. Here we are. Uh, The first bit of news is uh, it's all cyber today, guys. Uh, And it starts with a, a, a story that I read about crypto mining. And uh, guys, threat actors are, are compromising cloud accounts all over the place. Not so they can go in and steal your data. Well, they may do that. But ultimately, so they can get in and spin up. Uh, their own servers that they can use for crypto mining. It's big business, folks. They are looking for weak passwords. They are looking for holes in firewalls. They're looking for any way they can come in. They are exploiting free accounts for developers. I want to encourage you. This is what you need to know about this and be more specific about these news articles and why they matter to you. If you've got a cloud account, secure it, MFA, anything you can do to make it a more secure environment especially those workloads that you've deployed. Again, their goal isn't to necessarily come in and take you down. Their goal is to sneak in and run your cloud bill up so that they can go mine some crypto. So uh, if you'd like to learn more about it uh, and about uh, all things cyber. Well, let me tell you about the Purple Hats Conference coming up. This isn't necessarily news, but I saw this posted yesterday and I thought you would want to know about it. So this is the second annual Purple Hats Conference, the industry designation for cybersecurity practitioners to collaborate, share ideas, and learn how to evolve a reactive to proactive threat informed defense. Guys, this is a free conference. It's online. There isn't any reason that all of you shouldn't go subscribe to it right now. Just go over to, uh, that actually the link is over at rackspace.com solve slash 110. You can uh, follow this link and, and go subscribe. I can't encourage it enough. I'm going to go watch it. It will be awesome. I want to go learn something. They have some keynotes. Uh, I think it's only half a day and several breakout sessions. Uh, And the speaker list is stunning. So let's turn that off so you don't see the green screens. Uh, All right. And so that's the news from the cloud. Let's go see what the cloud providers have come up for us this week. And it starts with our good friends over at Amazon. By the way, I think most of these have to do in some fit or fashion with monitoring. Amazon CloudWatch adds the option for easy monitoring setup. As if you've ever configured monitoring inside of the cloud, you know that they've been been—they've tried to do you a favor and make 50,000 different things that you can monitor. Well, the problem with monitoring 50,000 things is the noise level is just so high and when everything is alerting to you, nothing is alerting, you don't pay attention. But now they've set up a way to do this in an easy fashion. Here are the, pre- the prescribed things to monitor. You can still go monitor all the other things uh, if you want to, if they matter to you, but they've made it easier. Thank you so much, AWS. Now over to Azure, general availability for Azure Data Explorer, which supports conditional access. If you remember, Tuesday's uh, update for uh, Azure was also in Uh, in the Azure Data Explorer where they had the ability to have more than one data connection inside of there finally, and now they're supporting conditional access. So you just don't have everybody going in and looking at everything. You can set up some guidelines and some rules. All right, so moving on into GCP, back to monitoring. Uh, user-defined labels are now integrated into PagerDuty, PubSub, webhooks, email notifications. There are several more, but if you want to learn more about all of that stuff, just head over to rackspace.com slash solve slash 110 and click on the link news item link, and you can uh, go in and see everything. By the way, for this update or all these updates, you're going directly to either AWS, Azure, or Google product announcements and configuration information, so go check that out. All right, thank you so much Clouds again all of that information over at solve/110 episode 110. Okay, what's left for us to do here? You come work for us. Well, not for me. I don't want anybody working uh, under uh, for me. Uh, I like being an individual contributor. Uh but uh, job of the day here is what it is. Guys, we have this amazing partnership over with a little company called Snowflake and we need some more help there. So we're looking for a lead Snowflake delivery architect. We're expanding the team uh, of motivated technologists with a proven track record of delivering results in technology and if you're smart about all these things and snowflake have i got a job for you so uh, here's some more of that uh, day de- detail what i was just telling you about uh, we're looking for somebody who's passionate about helping customers build modern data solutions at scale you know uh, when we we're chatting with cat just a few minutes ago Talked about technology being a place that is future-proof. Do You know what's future, future, future-proof? A career in data. So come on over and join uh, join us. And uh, if you want to apply for that job, of course, I have a link at slash 110. You can go there. Do I say that too much? You can let me know. Subscribe to the podcast. Everyone, that is it for us uh, this week here at the Cloud Talk Live program. Huge thanks to Julia and to Megan and to Daniel and everybody else Who helps pull this uh, little shindig together. We've had some amazing guests on this month for women in tech. We've had some incredible responses from our our guests and from uh, you guys listening and and watching in. Some great encouragement came in even this morning uh, into one of those, actually for Angela's episode from last week. Uh, Everyone, hope you have an amazing rest of your day uh, here on Friday Eve and a great weekend when we get to it. And you know what? We're back here on Tuesday and I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now, here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business, so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8:30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace, LinkedIn, YouTube. Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff Deverter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.